And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Building a Life You Love. This is the start of season two of the podcast. I'm so excited to jump into this year. We are going to have episodes full of inspiring and encouraging entrepreneurial stories. We're going to give you tactics and strategies to try to help you step into a new business or to grow what you're already building. But most importantly, we want to help you build a life on your terms and reach financial freedom and have the flexibility that you want in your life. Today, I can't wait to dive in. We're going to talk about intentionally scheduling what's on our calendars to be strategic with our goals, you know, especially in 90 day chunks. And we're going to talk about really being clear on what success looks like for us so that we can go after that. So let's dive right in. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Jessica Bledsoe. She's the co-founder and CEO of Haver, which is a Google Calendar integrated time management app. She is also a time management expert. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, before we jump into learning about how we can be intentional with our calendars and how we can really hit those goals for 2022, can you tell us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur and how you got to this, you know, into this space and what you're up to now? Yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I, so my husband's my co-founder, um, but we started our first business in 2012. Um, and that was a service-based business. So we were a small business providing like IT support for other small businesses here in our, our hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. So we grew that business for for several years, we did that for about eight years before we transitioned into paver. But about four years into that business, um, we kind of had the rug pulled out from under us. Our biggest client, who contributed really over fifty um, percent of our of our business income, decided that they were going to bring all of their IT in house, and they gave us pretty short notice that they were going to be able to or that they were going to do that. So we we pretty much lost everything within a few weeks. Honestly, we had no safety net in place and we were really just hanging by a thread anyway. Um, but as you can imagine, that that kind of set off a, a series of events and some self-reflection because we were we were going through it. Um, I think we really both realized, though, that we had no desire to rebuild that business in the way that we had been operating it uh, because we were, I mean, we were just, we were burnt out. My poor husband was working literally nonstop. I mean, at this point, the cloud was a relatively new thing. And so most of our clients were operating over like VPNs that were really unstable. So he was getting calls when people were trying to work at like midnight and saying that their VPN wasn't working. And, and so we were just, we were burnt out. We were kind of over it. And we, we really took a, a hard look at our business at that point. And we were like, you know, is this something that we want to salvage? And we knew that we wanted to be entrepreneurs. Like we knew that that's what we wanted to do. We just knew that the way that we were doing it was not was not sustainable and was not something that we wanted to try to rebuild. We realized that we were we were just saying yes to the wrong things. Honestly, we were saying yes to anything and everything. We were saying yes to the wrong types of clients, and we knew that if we were going to rebound from that, that we had to we had to change something. So 
long story short or, or long story long, uh, we got, we just got really intentional with what we wanted our business to look like and what kind of clients that we wanted to attract. And we really just put all of our energy into that. And I, I think that we were both like really shocked when it actually worked and like how, how quickly it didn't, it didn't feel quick in the moment. Cause we were, I mean, we were really struggling, but looking back on it, it really was a pretty quick shift and just like being intentional with our time and our focus really just changed everything for us. Um, but we realized that even though like we had this service business now that we actually like enjoyed and was serving us and was providing us with the income that we desired, uh, we actually didn't want to be in that service business forever. We love to travel and being in a business where we had to be kind of local with our clients who were open, you know, mostly from like nine to five, that was not going to give us the lifestyle that we knew we wanted in the, in the long run. So we kind of just set this intention that we wanted we wanted to get out of that service business. We didn't know exactly what that meant and we weren't really in a hurry to do it. But then we got this idea for the app for Paver and we we didn't know how to build an app at this point though. You know, like we are technically inclined, but we're not coders by any means. But it was just something that kept coming up over and over and over again. It was a problem that we were recognizing not just for ourselves, but with the small businesses that we were working for. And we really wanted to create that solution. So my hus- my husband actually taught himself how to code so that he could build this app. And then the pandemic hit and our service-based business took another hit because most of our clients were in the hospitality industry that obviously got hit the hardest. And we were like, you know what? This is an opportunity for us to just completely shift our focus. So that's exactly what we did. We shut that service-based business down, focused all of our energy on building an app. We launched the app right in the middle of the pandemic in early May of 2020. And uh, yeah, it's it's actually, it's gone wonderfully. And I think it's just so funny that it's come full circle because a huge part of what the app is able to do is help other people be intentional with their time. And we know what it's done for us. And now we just want to teach, you know, other entrepreneurs, other busy people, how to be intentional with their time so they can, you know, they can get unstuck. I think we just feel stuck sometimes when we're in our businesses and it's not what we you know, not this idea that we imagined. And so I think this is something that can help us just move that needle forward. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that you shared that journey through the different parts of your, you know, entrepreneurship and sort of how it's shifted and how you've pivoted. And before we jump into sort of the knowledge that you are going to share with us today about how we can all do better with sort of being intentional with our time and our focus and and using our calendars, I have to tell you, that shift from having a service-based business to realizing that you wanted a business that was a little more, like you said, uh, location independent. I guess what I want to know is, can you tell us a little bit about that? Meaning, did you were you building it as you still had the other business? Because I think a lot of people want to make that transition, right? They realize they love being in business for themselves, but they don't love, they haven't really defined what they want their work day or work week or their like you said, do you want it to be where you can be anywhere in the world? Or do you like that it's, you know, from a certain location? So can you tell us like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so we we did start building the app while we were still working in our service business. And, you know, we really, we were building it because we had clients that that really needed it. They had a need to get the data out of the calendar into something that was a little bit more usable. They needed it to connect with other apps that they were using. So we did start building it just kind of in, you know, in our spare time a little bit. Like I said, my husband taught himself to code. So he mm-hmm. was really just like trial and erroring things and just trying to figure it out. So he was doing that, you know, just sort of evenings and weekends. And we finally got it to the point where 
um, it was working and we were kind of validating it with the clients that we had. Um, but then I got accepted into a, um, a female led accelerator and it was really for female founders specifically. And I was able to take that opportunity to spend um, 12 weeks in that accelerator, really flushing it out, doing a ton of market research, not just with our clients, but with people kind of all over. And really, then that's really when it came a full, fully formed kind of business idea and had some kind of traction behind it. And I think that honestly, we probably would have stayed doing it um, a hybrid approach between keeping the service business and doing the app. I think we would have continued to do that for longer had it not been for the pandemic. But once the pandemic hit and we got you know notice from several of our clients that they were going to have to put our projects and our retainers on hold, it was almost like that moment all over again where we felt like we were having that rug pulled out from under us. But we weren't because one, we had been through it already. So we kind of like, we just, we knew how to react in a different way. And we were able to view it as more of an opportunity for us to shift our focus because we knew that ultimately when we wanted to end up in the app, you know, full time. So this really, it, it was, you know, I, I certainly don't want to say the pandemic was a blessing, but in, in that regard, it was because it kind of forced us to kind of make that decision, but we did not have any paying customers. Um, so we had to, we did have to go out and we did some fundraising. We did kind of like a friends and family round, but it was really like a friends, family and clients round because a lot of our clients did actually end up investing in paver. Uh, we won some pitch competitions. So we got a kind of enough enough capital for us to have some runway to go out and grow it. And so that's what we've been operating on for the last um, year and a half. And, and then we'll start fundraising again in the spring because it's a, a never ending circle once you're in it. But but yeah, that's that was kind of the transition that we made. So we we didn't really make the decision. The The pandemic made the decision for us. But um, I'm, I'm glad that it happened that way, honestly. Yeah. And I, I think you are not alone. There's so many people I've talked to and I'm sure we've seen those stories that out of whether necessity or, you know, or someone lost their job or their income a level was changing during the pandemic or they just realized I'm fed up with this and I want a different, you know, lifestyle. So many people found themselves kind of at that, the edge there where they had to make a different choice and, uh, and businesses too, even businesses that didn't have to shut down. A lot of them had to pivot, you know, to online events and conferences. And the, the interesting thing about all of it is, is while it wasn't something any of us wanted, a lot of those businesses, not all businesses, we know some were impacted in a negative way, of course, but the ones that they were able to pivot and think creatively and think outside of the box, uh, many of them actually had some of their best years, which is amazing to me, or the most innovative year, even if it wasn't their biggest year on a revenue perspective. So I think it's really interesting how things like that, you know, that impact us, and of course, it impacted the entire world, really do change the what business is and sort of the definition of it and how we look at business, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, I think as a business owner, you always have to be, you always have to be flexible and you always have to be kind of willing to pivot at a moment's notice. And uh, I, you know, I enjoy that. I really like, I like the excitement that it brings. My husband, not so much. He's more of a planner than I am, but I, you know, I enjoy that kind of challenge. And like I said, I felt like it was something that we had already been through before. And I, I knew that we came out on the other side of that much better for it. So I kind of just looked at it in the same way. But I, I agree. I think if you were able to kind of pivot and you learned a lot about yourself and hopefully your business was able to you know thrive, but at the very least survive through that. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it was it happened fast and a lot of us had to make decisions we weren't necessarily prepared to make. 
Absolutely. Wow. So, so interesting. Okay. So let's dive into, you know, this, this episode is going to be airing at the beginning of January. And that's a time that whether we are doing our planning for the year as a business or as an individual, we are, you know, this time or at the end of the year, right? Um, in December, people are reflecting and we hit January and we're sort of planning, we're setting goals for ourselves. And as we all know, we always hear about people setting goals or resolutions that they don't stick to. And so can you tell us how do we do a better job at the things that we really want to do, accomplish? Yeah, I think the problem that most of us make at the beginning or the end of a year is that we set these big goals for the new year, but then we don't actually really think about how we're going to achieve them. Mm -hmm. And we get excited about them in the beginning and we might stick to it for a little while. But at some point we realize that we don't really have like an actual plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then life takes over, right? Like you get, you just get busy with other things, or maybe you're not seeing like the progress that you wanted to see right away. And it just gets kind of pushed to the side. So what I really like about the intentional calendar method is that it breaks those goals down into 90 day chunks. And I really enjoy working in 90 days. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a quarter. You certainly don't have to start this at the beginning of a quarter, but just think about it. And what what am I trying to accomplish in the next 90 days? Mm -hmm. And how can I break that down? into smaller things that I can do on a daily or a weekly basis Mm -hmm. to make sure that at the end of that 90 days, I'm actually actually accomplishing that goal. And is this a realistic goal? Like we, there's like the saying, right? That's like you underestimate, you overestimate what you can do in a a year, but you underestimate what you can do in like five years or something like that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so true just because because you get excited about that goal when you set it. And so you just want to like run at it, but then you just like run out of steam before you actually get there. And so we just don't, we never actually make it to that finish line or we're just not being intentional with the time because we've just gotten sucked into the the day to day. Um, and so what I really teach with this method and then what paver is able to help you, you do once you're using that method is just being intentional with your time, with the time that you're putting on your calendar so that you can leverage your calendar and that calendar data to just be more intentional so that you're actually reaching those goals. So, you know, with the method, I kind of walk you through this kind of step-by-step process on how to break it down, how to get it on your calendar to treat it as an appointment. So a lot of people get stuck in like they're, they're only putting like meetings on their calendar, Mm -hmm. but how many times have you said like, Oh, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't get done. Well, it's like, okay, well, that is very true. So how about we go ahead and put these other goals on our calendar? We create time and space for them to make sure that it's actually getting accomplished. I love that. And I definitely want to dig into that a little bit more. The imagery, you know, the vision visual I got when you were talking was it's kind of like we're all knowing we're going to run a mile or a two mile race, but we're starting out with a sprint, which we're not going to probably be able to maintain that level, right? Instead of pacing ourselves and knowing that each lap or, you know, a quarter of the race is sort of where we need to kind of keep that fuel going, right? We need to be consistent. And so, you know, just remind me that I think in January, that's what happens to a lot of us, right? So whether it's, we're setting too big of goals and we're not, like you said, we're not chunking it down to bite-sized goals that we can see the progress on, or to your point, we're not actually scheduling all the things in, you know? So I think that's, uh, it's so interesting because, it's human nature. If you don't, if you don't make time for it and sort of have a goal with a a deadline, it's either going to go on forever or you're really going to, it's going to go off your radar. Right. 
yeah, I mean, this was a trap that I fell into myself. And this was, this method is one that I've used for myself and one that was able to take me from that place of just feeling overwhelmed and burnout to having a business that was, you know, actually successful and that was actually serving me and that created space for this other business to come in. You know, like I had no intention of, of having a different business. That was just a result of creating space to be able to really think about what do I want my, not just my business to look like, but what do I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. And how does my business fit into that? And realizing that the business that I had didn't actually fit into the life that I knew I ultimately wanted to create. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So did you want to kind of walk us through a little bit more about the intentional calendar method? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing, like I said, is we just have to get really crystal clear on our goals and our priorities. Mm -hmm. And I think goals and priorities are two different things. (laughs) Um, You know, your goal is the thing that you really want to accomplish. And sometimes our priorities are things that we have to accomplish. And then the, the things that are going to achieve that goal need to go onto our priority list. And I, for me personally, what I was doing is that I was, I was creating a business based on what I thought a version of success looked like, which was really just like, it was mostly like a societal projection of success, which meant that you had to have a big office and you had to have all these employees and you had to make, you know, multiple, multiple six figures, if not millions of dollars. And there was just like this version of success that I was after that once I like sat down and actually thought about what, what does success mean and look like to me? I was like, I don't want that. Like, I really didn't enjoy having a ton of employees. I didn't like having an office that I had to show up at at nine o'clock because I personally like to sleep in, you know, like, so I was realizing that the things that I was doing were not in alignment with what I actually, what I actually meant for my version of success. So I really think we have to get really clear on what success means. And then we have to start setting goals based on that. And we have to have a clear path because if we don't know where we're going, we can't create a map to get there. Right. And then once we have that in place, then what I like to do is I like to go back and kind of retroactively look at, you know, your calendar or your to-do list or however it is that you're kind of managing your time now And really take a good hard look at like, what are the things that you're spending your time on? And if you're someone who you're like ending your week, knowing that you worked, you know, you worked a ton, but you don't feel like you actually like accomplished anything or you didn't move those goals forward, then it's like, okay, well, what's taking up all of our time? And a lot of times what we'll find is that we're just allowing other people to take our time. We're allowing other people to book time on our calendar and we're saying yes to meetings and phone calls and and projects and things that maybe we shouldn't be saying yes to. And so we try to identify those things that are taking up our time and really decide like, okay, is this something that's worth my time? Or is this something that going forward, I'm no longer going to be um, accepting. I'm, I'm going to make space for the things that need, I need to make space for, but I'm going to say no to things that don't, you know, that don't align with that. And then finally, it's creating the actual map on the calendar where we're taking those goals. We're saying this is when and where I'm going to work on it. And we're constantly adjusting and reflecting. And what Paver allows you to do is really measure that. So with Paver, you can create categories and labels for your calendar and you can kind of color code things. So just at a glance, if, you know, if my meetings are in blue and I look at my calendar and it's mostly blue this week, it's like, okay, are all these meetings actually going to be worth my time or should I maybe cancel some of these or could it be, you know, a 10 minute phone call instead of an hour meeting? And then we can create a report at the end of the week or the month or however to really see how our time is stacking up and make, you know, better decisions going forward on if I should be spending less time in certain areas and more time in certain areas. If we don't know where we're spending our time, we can't really make a plan for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So where would you say working with, uh, you know, the clients you've worked with, and then now that you have this app and, you know, getting users in there, where, what is it that they're mostly missing, you know, um, actually putting into their schedule, you know, making time for so that they have the success that they want or the life that they want? I really think it's that making time for it. And it's, it's not even necessarily making time for it. It's treating that time like it is something important that you would never count cancel because we make these appointments with ourselves and then something else happens and we feel like we have to use that appointment block for something else. So we shuffle it around and maybe we get to it, maybe we don't. And then if that happens over and over again, then again, we push that off. So when you're creating that piece on your calendar, when you're blocking that time out to work on that thing, you have to treat it like you would if it was a meeting with someone important that you would never dream on canceling because you are as important as anyone else that you would meet with. And you have to really treat it as such and and recognize that it's okay to say no. Like if someone says, hey, are you available at this time? Just because it's time you have blocked off for yourself doesn't mean that it's not time that's blocked off. And so I think that's the habit that some people have a hard time getting into is just treating those important, those appointments as important appointments and saying no when something comes up that might take up, take up that block instead. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do agree with that. And what, what about that though? So if we dug into that a little bit deeper, what would you, how specific um, do you recommend people get with, because we're not just talking about blocking off time where you're going to say, okay, I'm, this is an hour for myself. If that's too vague, right? Which means we're, or we may waste the time or when I say waste, I just mean we're not being intentional with how we want to use that time, especially if it's a repeat appointment, right? Like every Tuesday morning at this hour, we have certain practice or activity or self-care, whatever it is we're doing in business development. So can you speak to that for a minute about like specifically how detailed do we want to get on when we're blocking off our time for intentional um, things? Yeah. So I think that we can look at this in, um, in two ways and we can do it. We do need to set time that is a little bit vague, but mm-hmm. then we need to set specific time for those specific mm-hmm. goals where that's the thing that you're trying to achieve. So you know, I'm trying to get as much data into my calendar as possible so that I can look at it after the fact and and see where I'm spending my time. So I do like to go in and I like to schedule reactive time, which may be like things for checking emails and for those last meetings Mm -hmm. and phone calls that are going to pop up, like those things are inevitably going to pop up. But if we can go ahead and schedule blocks on our calendar, then I feel like we can say, okay, no, I'm not available at one o'clock. However, I do have some space at two o'clock if we could just push it until then. So if you've already created the space for that, you might not know what it is, but the space is there versus when we're creating our intentional time, then that we need to have a really good idea of what it is we're going to be working on. And so that's when we're breaking it down into chunks. Then we can really identify this is what I'm going to be working on today or this week. And we can kind of align that with our calendar. So when you look at your calendar at the end of the day, you do want to have, you know, quite a few blocks filled in because we want to be able to create a report that we can really see where we're spending our time. But some of that is going to be reactive time. Some of that is going to be focused time. And and some of that is just going to be filled with those, you know, there's just daily tasks, weekly tasks that just have to be accomplished. There's, you know, you got to, you got to balance your QuickBooks. You got to, you know, you got to schedule your social media posts, whatever it is, that time's going to be on there, but that's not, that's not always the intentional time, obviously. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so what about, um, how do we schedule in the things though that we, we want to be doing, you know, but maybe we're not, you know, cause a lot of people really don't make the time for, let's say you say family's important, right. Or time with, um, your loved one, you know, like your spouse, if you're married, 
But sometimes a lot of us, it's like, we wait till we're burnt out, we're exhausted. And we're kind of like, well, what's left, right? For that person, you know, or that, that relationship. So what do you say to people about scheduling in, you know, time for the things we want in our life? Yeah, well, I think that's when it's really important to think about what your priorities are. And once you understand why your priority is a priority, I think it becomes easier to say no to the things that aren't a priority. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you're saying yes to something that doesn't align with those goals and priorities, then you're taking away from your goals and priorities. So I think it's really important to actually schedule that time in there. But even if you're not, even if you can't schedule that time, just by being really aware of the time that you're spending Mm -hmm. and becoming accustomed to saying no to things that don't align, you're just naturally going to create space for, for your family, for your hobbies, for, you know, your gym time or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I think in the beginning, if you can really schedule that time in there and stick to it, that's, that's just really important to creating that habit. Like my morning routine is really important to me. So I schedule my, my morning routine on my calendar every day because I want to treat it like the important thing that it is. Well, like, you know, date night with my husband, for example, I don't really schedule that because I know that my day is going to end at no later than five o'clock. So I don't really worry about, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm going to do in my evenings. But if you're someone where you're working, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night, you might need to schedule that in there just right. so you can really start to be aware of what it is. So it, it's really, you know, where are we starting from? Where do we want to go? And what are those priorities and how are we going to make sure that we are paying attention to only those goals and those priorities? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think, you know, sometimes other, you know, we might talk about it as boundaries to your point or like what, like you said, what's your workday look like? Well, some of us have gotten really clear over the years on that, meaning I'm not normally going to be working in the evening. It doesn't mean there's never like an exception to that role. Right. But in general, I'm not having, you know, um, client meetings or interviews or anything else past a certain, you know, hour. And then on Mondays and Fridays, those are completely blocked off to not have that kind of an appointment. Doesn't mean I'm not doing work, but it's, it's more all the catch up work or for next week's work, you know, or that kind of thing. Instead of where I'm obligated, you know, I'm obligating my time with another person. You know, those are days more for me to be productive and creative or take a little time off if I need to, or whatever it might be. But um, to your point, I think it, it does matter. Like if, if you're somebody that does work a lot more hours, you know, than we've started to define for ourselves, then I think it is important to really be clear about, you know, are you making time for, for that person that might be in the evenings and weekends more so, you know, than maybe you or I. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, the thing about this is, is like, there's no right way to do it. It's really what fits in with the life and the business that you're cr- trying to create, right? But we have to start with a plan And we have to just be constantly paying attention to it, which is, you know, essentially just being intentional with it. And the more intentional you are, the more you start to recognize what your boundaries are and the less you need to be so like stringent with scheduling things. But if you are someone who you just feel like you're working 24 seven, I think it's important to go ahead and schedule that in there and just be really aware of it. Say, Hey, you know what? I had, I had time with my family scheduled from seven to nine tonight. And I actually ended up working during that block. Like what, you know, how am I going to evaluate that? And how am I going to prevent that from happening again? And then we just adjust and we tweak and we're constantly learning and evolving. And this is not something that you just set it and forget it. It's just a way to be intentional with the time that you have, because you know that, you know, time is a limited resource. We literally can't make more time. Um, But there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to achieve everything we want to achieve within the time that we have if we're just intentional with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we already touched on this, but is there anything else you would add to 
why some of us struggle with hitting our goals versus we, we look back, you know, at the week or the month or the year and go, I don't feel like I accomplished what I wanted to. So what would you say about um, that? Is there anything else you'd add to that conversation? I think the only thing that I would add is sometimes we think we have more capacity than we actually have. So just be really graceful with yourself. And especially if you're someone who's trying to, you know, you're still in the, the phase of your building your business and you're figuring out what your business looks like. You know, of course you have really big goals for your business, but if, if you only have a, a certain number amount of time that you can commit to that, that's okay. Just figure out what it is that's going to be the most important thing and know that you can get to the other stuff later. And not everything is important. You know, I feel like there's a, you know, there's always this pressure to be like everywhere on social media and doing all of these things. And if that's not actually important to your business, if you can't measure that in tangible results, then don't waste your time on it. Create a strategy for it so that you can come back to it later. But maybe that's not the thing that you need to be focused on right now. And it's okay not to have the capacity to do everything. Mm -hmm. That's why it's just really important to figure out what is if it's just one, literally one thing, okay, well, what is that one thing that's going to move my business forward? And a lot of times that means what's the one thing that's actually going to put money in my pocket and how am I going to work towards that every single day? And just give yourself some grace when you feel like you, you know, when you feel like you could be further along, if you had more time, you'll create that time. You just give yourself time, give yourself grace and just be really aware of of what you're doing with the time you do have. Mm, I love that. So Jessica, tell us, how can people connect with you online and find out more about Paver and all the things that you guys are helping people with? Yeah, well, I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram. It's at Jess Bledsoe, um, and you can install Paver at getpaver.com. That's G-E-T-P-A-V-R.com. And I have a a free three-day challenge that I'll be launching that will teach you this intentional calendar mapping method and really get you into the habit of getting clear on those things, getting them on your calendar, and then understanding how you're spending your time. So I would love to have you as part of that challenge so we can we can walk through this together. Oh, I love that. I think that's great, especially obviously in January. So thank you for being with us today. I enjoyed the conversation. I think it'll be helpful to a lot of people as we step into 2022. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, I love the conversation today with Jessica, especially as this rolls out in early 2022. I think that the biggest takeaway is really that we have to know what success looks like for us. What is it we're trying to build? Because so many of us might want a different type of business. You know, we might want a lifestyle business, one that we can work remote or from anywhere. Others of us might want to actually have a much bigger business with team of employees, you know, or shareholders or whatever it might be. So we really do need to understand that. And we need to understand what season are we in? Are we in a season where we have kids and we want to be available based, you know, around their schedules? So work around that. Maybe we don't have kids or kids are grown. So we have, you know, different needs and interests as far as like what our schedule looks like. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. And then it's, are we really spending the time? And it doesn't have to be a lot of time to be intentional about what we put on our calendar. And are we putting things on our calendar for that time for us to think and reflect and prepare and plan and look at our strategy and then revisit it regularly? So here's to an amazing 2022, to being really clear on our goals and priorities for the year and going after those things that bring us joy and really help us build the life we love. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, 
We would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at Kristen at KristenFitch.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. And let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. 